Are you an EMDR therapist and parent who wants to make more money, have more time with your family, and get better results with your clients? Welcome to the Future Template Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW, EMDR consultant, business coach, and mom of three kids under seven. I realized that the grind of weekly sessions was taking a massive toll on my ability to be the kind of parent and therapist I wanted to be. So I dove headfirst into learning about intensives. I read all the books and articles and did all the trainings. Now I've transformed my schedule, my income, and my clinical outcomes by offering intensive EMDR in my practice. I want to teach you how to do this too, so you can build a practice you love and spend more quality time with your family. Let's create the future template for your life as a parent and as a therapist. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Future Template Parent Podcast. Sorry, I'm having some weirdness with my mic. Um, I'm Carolyn Zulu, your host, LCSW, EMDR therapist, mom of three daughters. Thank you for joining me. I'm actually recording from my office today, so hopefully the sound is okay. Um, Today, I want to talk about something I haven't talked about very much, doing intensive EMDR virtually. Um, First, I'm going to talk about virtual EMDR just sort of a little bit generally, and then some considerations for a virtual intensive, both for clients and therapists. So first of all, virtual EMDR. Thank you, pandemic. All of us have likely been offering EMDR if we've been practicing, sorry, offering virtual EMDR if we've been practicing at any point since uh, March 2020, right? Um, In fact, half of my basic training was virtual. And likely there are many of you who were trained entirely virtually. Um, I have no doubt that basic training will continue to be offered virtually forever, probably. A lot of advanced trainings are virtual. Virtual training opportunities are amazing. They just increase access so much. Um, And I think I've only, yeah, I've only been to one in-person training of any kind since uh, 2019. I did an awesome intensive therapist training weekend in Las Vegas. Um, That was great. Um, And it did remind me of how amazing the opportunity to connect with colleagues in person is. Um, I'm more focused, more engaged. I do feel I make deeper connections. But, you know, a virtual training still gives me the skills and knowledge that I need. I just love in person. I'm I'm old school, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, So, right. At this point, however, I don't really offer virtual intensives. Like I have an office and I like doing them in person. Um, I pretty much only do reprocessing work virtually with the few hourly weekly clients I still have. Um, All of my intensives are in person. That being said, many of you may be virtual only and many of you virtual only EMDR therapists want to be able to offer intensives and you can and you should, you know, your clients deserve that. Um, opportunity. And just because you are virtual doesn't mean that they shouldn't get it. Um, So a couple of notes about just like virtual sessions in general. I use bilateral.io for my virtual reprocessing. It's super easy to use. You just go to www.bilateral.io. It looks like a website that was built in the 90s, but it works. (laughs) Um, I use it for all my virtual reprocessing super easy to use. Um, I just go to the website, click on the button that says invite client, 
it gives you a unique link for that session. I just drop the link in my the chat in my telehealth platform, which is currently simple practice, although may not be forever. We'll see. I have some thoughts about simple practice, one of them being it's expensive. Um, I've been kind of Jane curious lately, but anyway, I'll tell you guys about that if you're interested when I do it. Um, but anyway, that's how I do it. I just drop the link in the chat. Um, the client just clicks the link and goes right to the screen. Um, unfortunately, as far as I can tell, there's no way for the client to see me while their bilateral.io screen is open. Um, maybe there is, but I'm kind of a tech Luddite and I haven't figured it out. So if you have, let me know. I would love to be able to do that. But um, so I know that bilateral.io has a paid version with more options. Um, but I've never used it. I only use the free version. And I think you can do tactile actually um, with the paid version, but I think you'd have to buy buzzers that work with their software. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, if I'm doing tactile with a client virtually, I'm just probably going to use the butterfly hug. Um, but, you know, it would be cool to be able to use tactile. I, I use buzzers a lot in person. Um, it would be cool to do that um, virtually and be able to kind of on the therapist side sort of control the length of sets and stuff. Like I feel like when clients don't have to be doing the tapping, it can kind of let them sink into the experience a little more. They don't really have to worry about doing anything beyond what their mind is doing. Um, and I always like lose track of how many sets I've done with butterfly. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh wait, has how long has it been? Um, you can do audio with bilateral.io, which I've done a couple times. I will say I usually do eye movements with the moving ball on the screen. Um, I don't know. It tends to work fine for most people. Even though when I'm in person, I would say probably half of my clients want to use the light bar, half want to do buzzers. But like I said, I don't really do tact. I don't do as much tactile virtually. Um, let's see. I think the paid version gives you more control, more options, more colors for the ball, more directions. I don't know. But... I've been fine with the free version. It's very easy to use. Um, if other people are using different platforms, I know there's a fancier virtual EMDR one, but I've never tried it. I'd be interested in hearing what you, what you think. Um, so just a couple of general things about virtual. Um, I will say that, especially because the client can't see me, <laughs> I'll make extra effort to use more attunement statements while they're, while they're in the midst of the set. Um, I check in a lot see how they're doing, see how they're feeling. I give space for a bit more verbal processing between sets. If it seems like the client needs to feel more connected, especially without the visual. Um, so those are some things I just do to try to feel, make them feel more connected through the screen. Uh, regarding research on virtual EMDR, it appears that the research suggests similar outcomes to in-person. Um, there's not a ton of research on virtual EMDR. There's much more on telehealth, more generally teletherapy. And I think we probably all know that at this point, the research seems to indicate um, that the outcomes are similar to in person. I mean, this is really tough to test. Of course, you know, every individual is going to respond differently, I think, and their own history is going to have so much to do with it. And it's pretty hard to like have all those variables in a controlled study. So, but, you know, as far as we know, that, that the research virtual therapy is effective. Um, and the handful of studies we have on virtual EMDR seem to indicate the same. And of course, like I've said, 
a virtual option increases access, and that's so important, right? Like people who live in very rural areas, if the only EMDR therapist in their state is 400 miles away, they can still, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. They can still do virtual. If a client, if transportation is tough, you know, so many reasons, scheduling. Um, I couldn't find any studies on virtual EMDR intensives. Um, anyone out there want to do a research study with me? Uh, just kidding. Eh, maybe not, but you know, need to finish my dissertation first before I move on to a new project. Mm. Um, on to some considerations for virtual EMDR intensives. So just a few things to think about. I've talked about, you know, making your intensive kind of like a retreat experience and like with a gift basket, like how nice to maybe mail them a gift basket um, with some essential oils in it, some maybe a nice candle. Obviously, you check in with them about if they like that stuff or not. <laughs> maybe a nice lotion, stress balls, some snacks, tea, whatever you think. Clients will love this so much. Talking to them about prepping their space, right? Um, you know. Where do you want to be? Make sure it's quiet. Make sure you're not going to be disturbed. Make sure nobody can hear you. Make sure you're comfortable. What are you going to wear? Um, all that stuff. You know, prepping them on self-care before and after, setting aside time. Like, please don't hop on to a virtual meeting with your boss after we do this. Um, you know, doing some evaluating of what could be resources in their space that they could use. Like a pet, what a great resource, right? A cat or a dog. Um, a favorite blanket, some nice music pictures of loved ones, pictures of special memories, you know, as resources, right? Really, I think it's important with the virtual to give them a lot of prep in the 90 minute intake with the workbook, like really talk them through how you're going to use it. Um, because, you know, again, you're going to feel less connected and some of that stuff can feel a little abstract. So really talking through that a lot with them. Make sure you set expectations with them about energy levels, what's, what's possible, how much time you really can do, all those things. Uh, you know, let them know that virtual is different than in person. Maybe they haven't done virtual therapy before. Maybe they have, but like make sure they are acclimated to that a little bit and some con any considerations, safety protocols that we have to talk about with virtual. Um, think about structure of the intensive. You know, honestly, I'd recommend setting aside three hours max, at least for the first day. Um, if it goes well, great, you could add more time. But personally, I can't imagine being able to tolerate that much more like uninterrupted screen time, computer screen time than that. Um, you know, you can always undershoot, say two hours and then add more time if it's going well. Um, maybe schedule three, three hour days at the beginning tops. Go from there. Um, schedule in lots of breaks. Okay. More breaks than if you were in person, I think. Um, you know, you need to move your body when you're sitting down. And even more so when you're at a computer, right? We have our like weird neck angles and our slumping and all that stuff, right? Um, I'd say a 10 minute break after 50 minutes is a good idea and take more breaks if you need more and don't be shy about that. Um, I would say if you're doing three hours, you might also want to schedule a 30 minute break halfway through. Um, I do think virtual is more tiring. I do. I feel like trying to stay attuned is hard. Um, and speaking of attunement, and as I kind of said before, make more effort effort when it comes to attunement during sets, like especially if they can't see you, like and check in with yourself a lot, right? And also check in with them a lot about how's your energy? How is this landing? 
are you tired? And, and really make it very clear to them in the beginning that it's so important that they feel like they can share that with you. And you can model it by being like, hey, my energy is kind of dipping. Can we take a break? Like that will make them feel like it's okay to do so. Um, it's good to build in movement breaks. I mean, movement is great in EMDR anyway to like move things thematically. But like when you're sitting in this uncomfortable position, maybe it's even more important. Some light stretching, some arm circles, some guided breathing, you know, somatic work to connect them to themselves and you to yourself and to connect them to you, you know, like do it with them. When sets are happening, I think this is really important. It can be hard not to like drift a little. So engage in mindfulness yourself to stay grounded. Do some grounding work, some breath work, maybe do some light movement yourself. I do this even in in person sessions. Um, I do a lot of the like five, four, three, two, one grounding. Um, and I, you know, hey, it's 60 seconds to do a nice breathing exercise, some box breathing or, or four, four, eight, whatever that's called. Um, hey, those are great things to do to connect with yourself and stay present. Have your hot tea, have your really cold water, you know, whatever you need to really stay present because it is harder. Um, yeah, so what else? Um, I have done, like I said, a couple of virtual intensives. Um, mine have been shorter. I don't do them very often. Most people prefer in person at this point. Um, I will say that I've also done like an intensive in person with someone and then we've done a longer session um, virtually once they, you know, we realize that this works well for them. Um, I would say that I don't get through as many targets. Maybe that's my own stuff coming up, <laughs> but I do think I get tired and my attention does drift and that's just real. So I have to be, and I have to be honest with clients up front about like, this is what it's like for me to do virtual. I'm happy to do it, but it might, you know, I feel like I provide a better experience in person, but if that's not possible, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, but you know, I feel like I've worked through targets with people. It's been successful. I think all this prep work that I've been talking about is super important. Um, and checking in with them a lot. That's really important. I think I'm much, I was much more intentional about moving a lot during that, like getting up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's totally doable. Just like an hourly session virtually is doable. I think for me, the number one thing is my energy level and how long I can go. Um, and I also just don't think it's good for our eyes and bodies to be staring at a screen for that long. But yeah, I think it's totally doable and effective. Um, but my preference still is not to do them, but again, access, access, access. That's so important. Like I don't want to keep intensives from someone just because they can't come to my office. And of course, during the pandemic, people were doing this because we had no other choice. I mean, the pandemic is still going on, of course. Um, but when we were, you know, in lockdown for months and months and months, years, we had to do this. Remember those days when we were all talking about what will it be like to see somebody in person again, you know, was long ago and not long ago. So of course, virtual intensives are real. Um, so yeah, just a short little episode there, but a few thoughts on virtual EMDR more generally, virtual intensives specifically. I'd be so interested in other people's thoughts on this topic. Um, have you done a virtual intensive? Like what would you add for like tips and tricks? Um, what have your outcomes been? How have clients responded? Like what are some things you try? Is there anything you do differently? Um, you know, let me know on Instagram at future template parent. Um, you know, I would really love to hear people's, uh, feedback on this. I'll probably put up a little question box in my stories when I, um, 
post about this this episode on Instagram. I'd love to hear what people think. Um, please, of course, to get in touch with me, you can Instagram or my website is www.futuretemplateparent.com. If you haven't done that already, that's all my info, general intensive support. There's going to be more about my group program. You can read all about my VIP days. Um, I'm still booking a few of those for the spring if you're interested. So I'll be back next week with what I think is a kind of juicy topic. I'm going to talk about the ASSIST protocol. That's A-S-S-Y-S-T. And I believe it stands for Acute Stress System Stabilization Protocol. Maybe. (laughs) I'd have to check. But um, it's a great clinical tool to have in your toolbox when you're doing intensive, just period. But it's really, really great for intensives, especially if you have a client who's like really struggling to tolerate any kind of processing. So I'll tell you all about that next week. Have a great week, everyone. And thank you for listening. Take care. Are you an EMDR therapist and parent who wants to make more money, have more time with your family and get better results with your clients? Welcome to the Future Template Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW, EMDR consultant, business coach, and mom of three kids under seven. I realized that the grind of weekly sessions was taking a massive toll on my ability to be the kind of parent and therapist I wanted to be. So I dove headfirst into learning about intensives. I read all the books and articles and did all the trainings. Now I've transformed my schedule, my income, and my clinical outcomes by offering intensive EMDR in my practice. I want to teach you how to do this too, so you can build a practice you love and spend more quality time with your family. Let's create the future template for your life as a parent and as a therapist.